0: Okay, this this session we're going to talk a little bit about markups and percentages. Um, these things are very, very important because no matter what you do, if you stay within these percentages, you can be profitable. If you only do $300,000 worth of business but you stay within these percentages, you'll still make a little bit of money. <coughs> so let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about uh, markups. Okay, you're going to have different things that you're going to be used to to make up an arrangement. And the markups vary depending on whether it's perishable or not perishable. A good rule of thumb is fresh flowers. You can mark them up three times or you can mark them up five times. If you mark them up three times, you're going to also do what's called a a labor charge. So a lot of florists will do a three-time markup and then take 20% out for labor or 25% out for labor something like that. Um, we tend to do a five time markup which includes labor. It's just easier. Now, when you when you're dealing with designing, you always want to think retail, not wholesale or not what you paid for it. You you as an example, you might pay 20 cents for a carnation, right? Well, if you're marketing up three times, it's 60 cents. If you're marketing it five times, it's a dollar. And if you break that carnation, I think you understand and feel a lot worse when you think you're throwing away a dollar versus throwing away 20 cents. So, always, whenever you're talking to employees or when you're thinking of things, always think of things in the retail price, not the cost price, because it puts things a little better in perspective. Fresh flowers, like I said, you can mark them up three or five times. Um, plants, we tend to mark up three times hard goods, which could be a container or gift merchandise. We'll talk about gift merchandise in the second hard goods. You want to mark up if you can three times. Now, all of this, you need to include freight in the cost of your product before you mark it up. So don't just say, Oh, I paid a dollar for this container because you might have paid a dollar for the container, but you had twenty percent freight, so you really paid a dollar twenty for that container, and then you're marking it up from the dollar twenty. So keep that in mind. Now I'm going to talk about percentages of, of sales in a second. Silks can be three times. And it's also a thing called perceived value. Perceived value is, you know people feel like they're getting the, the, the good value for the do, for the dollar. You know, you might be in California and living across and working across the street or having a business across the street from a sunflower farm and you could buy sunflowers really cheap. Well you might be able to mark this up more. You know, there's all sorts of different ways of looking at it. Just make sure that you're overall in the end your percentages have to be within a certain percent in order for you to be profitable. Gift merchandise Sometimes you can only get a two-time mark about it, but gift merchandise should be such a small percentage of your business that it doesn't really affect your Cogs as much as fresh flowers, fruit, gourmet snacks. If you can do you can, somewhere between two and three, that'd be great. Fruit you can definitely do three. Snacks maybe three if you go to Sam's or you know Sam's or Costco or something and buy in bulk. Uh, Be careful, though, if you decide to do snack baskets or or gourmet and stuff. The large, like Sam's and Costco, have a tendency to buy overflow of stuff, and you need to really look at the expiration dates because you might be buying it at Sam's and realize it's going to expire in a month, and that's not a good thing. So kind of keep an eye on that, just so you know, because I've experienced it. (laughs) Now, when we talk about markups, in order to do these markups... That helps you get your percentages in line. Now, when you when you from an accounting standpoint, you want to look at everything is based on inventory sales, not gross sales. Inventory sales, think of it as work done on your design table. So, when you sell a fifty dollar arrangement, you charge delivery and you charge tax. You're not looking at that that gross number for your business for figuring out percentages. You're just looking at the design table, the fifty dollars. Now we do look at gross numbers for goals for the sales goals for the month but then when we look for profitability we look at inventory sales so here's a good rule of thumb inventory sales let's say it's $100 right you sold a $100 arrangement 30 to 33% of that should be cost of goods okay so 30 so now you're down to 67% right Now, that 33%, remember, we've marked up the flowers five times, so that's a 20% cogs. And you're saying, oh, you can be 33? Well, yeah, because overall, it's going to average out to about 33. Another good rule of thumb is don't spend more than 5%. Now, this is the only time I'm talking about cost, not retail. Don't spend more than 5% on a container. So, if you're at a $100 arrangement, you shouldn't be paying more than $5 for the container. And you actually should be marking it up three times, so now you're at fifteen dollars. So a hundred dollar arrangement becomes an eighty-five dollar arrangement in fresh flowers. So kind of, kind of think about those kind of things. Labor thirty to thirty-five percent again. Um, a good rule of thumb of that is design is about fifteen percent, is five, sales is five, and then you've got uh, officer salary which is five. Now we know there's going to be some fluctuation in there. You know, uh, you know, if you're the designer and the owner, then maybe you're at 20% or 25%. But keep that in mind. Now, I don't know if I remember. I don't, can't remember if I said this in the last time. But when you own a business, you need to pay yourself a salary or an hourly wage or whatever, just like you do your employees. I know so many people they go, well, I'll just, you know, take money as I need it. No. If you cannot pay yourself a paycheck, then something's wrong. Now, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to start out. You need to make sure you have enough money. You got to borrow money. You borrow money, you put it in the business, and you pay yourself a salary. And that's just the way you should do it. Now, we talked about percentages for labor. For labor. We talked about percentages for COGS. So let's say if labor was 35 and COGS was 35, you're at 70%, right? So that leaves you 30%. Overhead should be 10 percent overhead is rent utilities if you have to do repairs and maintenance anything like that so that's 10 percent so now you're at eighty percent right marketing well marketing is marketing you know whatever you want to spend on marketing I will tell you that as an example we spend about seven to eight percent on marketing now marketing includes the cost of a website the pay-per-click on a website you know, there's all anything anything associated with any kind of advertising will fall under marketing. And again, the seven or eight percent is a percentage of inventory sales, not gross sales. So always keep that in mind. So now let's say you spent seven percent on marketing, we're at eighty-seven percent, right? So now we have thirteen percent net profit. Did I forget anything? How about delivery costs? Okay, we already have the drivers set aside, right? The drivers were five percent, but you're gonna have other you're gonna have vehicle expenses, you know, so you know that that's gonna be um I would think it might be five to seven percent gas vehicle payments, all that other good stuff, okay, so now you're down to you're at thirteen five you're at eight percent profit now, I will tell you that. You're at 8%. Most florists don't make 10% net profit. But if you think about that labor and that cost of goods, when I told you between 30 and 35, cost of goods, 30 to 35, if you had saved 10% on both of those, now your profit's up to 18%. Uh, You really have to watch your numbers. You really have to buy according to what you're going to use on a weekly basis. When you get to the point where you're using you know, a hundred roses a week, then you probably want to buy. If you can get a better price on a hundred roses than twenty-five roses, you might want to do that. It's really a, a game of, of trying to get the best best possible price you can, but maintaining the same markup. If you if you have a rose, let's say as an example, if you pay 50 cents for a rose and you do a five time markup on that rose and you charge 250 in arrangements. Well then, if you go back to the wholesaler, whoever you're buying from, and you get that rose for forty-five cents, don't change the markup. Leave the markup at two fifty. If you if you make a dollar more in a sale, and your profit is ten percent, that means you've you've made 10%, 10 cents more on the bottom line. But if you save a dollar on the bottom, the whole dollar goes to the bottom line. So keep that keep that in mind. And again, like I was telling you, you always want to talk about your flowers and your product at a retail price because it puts it more in perspective. You always want to make sure your employees, if you're working with employees, that they they don't know cost; they need to know retail, so that so that they're designing at retail prices. Because when you when you have a retail at cost, they really don't put into perspective how much things really cost. And if, if they're losing product. Um, something I've also heard too, which you do need to, you want to track losses. You know, you, you're you supposed to not do more than 10% in losses. I mean, really you shouldn't. You should really do 5%. But you want to track losses. If you're, if you're throwing away more than 5% of what you're paying, then you're buying too much. Or the quality is bad. You know, we based our business on good quality product. So we our, our losses are probably 2 or 3%. Um, but we do move through a lot of volume of product as well. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to talk about any more about profitability. I mean, you know, if you pay yourself a salary and then your profit is only 5% after you paid yourself a salary, is that okay? I think so. Um, you know when I first started the flower business, and I gave myself a salary of thirty five thousand dollars now back in nineteen ninety thirty five thousand probably wasn't a lot, but you know what you know I wanted to grow the business, and I knew sooner or later I would pay myself more but you know as a as a business owner, whether you decide to be a partnership or a proprietary or a corporation. There are there are some quirks or some perks. Let me call them perks, not quirks. <laughs> so a perk might be a company vehicle. You know, you, you can probably take the delivery van home and not have to buy a vehicle. Therefore, now you have you don't have to pay for gas. You don't have to pay for car insurance. You could have a company cell phone and after hours have the phone forwarded to you. Uh, there's there's a lot of endless things. That as a owner that you can do that you can use to your advantage. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying cheat the government because that's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, if you're having a company vehicle, you're having a company vehicle, but you're using it mostly for the company. If you have a cell phone, you, again, make sure that you know it's used for part of work. There's there's little things like that, that you can keep in mind. You know, the thing about owning your own business is you if you work your butt off it will be successful now i will tell you that you know you can't pick and choose when you want to work you know uh, there are times when you can take time off that's great you deserve it but don't think that you're going to get off on december 23rd or december 24th don't think that you're not going to be working on valentine's day and killing yourself for 15 or 20 hours that's just the na- nature of the flower business if you decide to get into the wedding business and the event business, you're going to be working late nights, Saturday nights, taking down weddings. You know, eventually when you get other employees, you know, you can not have to do that. But in the beginning, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to really work hard, and then you look at the opportunities to say, "Okay, I can take a break." Now, you know, me personally, you know, I'm a morning person. Um, I'm at the wholesale operation at seven o'clock in the morning, but by five o'clock. I can go home, you know, and I'm efficient enough to where, you know, the paperwork's done and everything's done, and then I just start over again the next morning. Do I have to work Saturdays? No, not now, I don't. We have enough employees, but, you know, I did work a lot of Saturdays. I did work some late nights, but, you know, you have to really, like, make sure that you're dedicated and hardworking and If you have to do it all in the beginning, you do it all in the beginning. Okay, and eventually you can hire somebody and you can take something away from you. And I have a philosophy is when I hire somebody, I want to hire somebody and I want to train them to where they can do that job better than I can. Now, in our business, we we have key managers. And I can tell you right now, my marketing person knows more about marketing than I do. My design managers are better designer than me. My delivery person, well, I come from a delivery world, so I'm going to say, no, I can deliver just as well as they can. Our salespeople, we want them to be trained to just do sales, and I want them to be a better salesperson than I am. Our buyer on our wholesale side or on our retail side, I want them to be more efficient at buying than I am, more detailed at buying than I am. Our event people, they sell better than I do is selling events and weddings. Perfect. That's what you want. You want people to be better at their job than you are. Does that make sense? All right, that's it for now. See you next time.